everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch those we love and then rip them apart. How are you feeling? I feel better. Do you feel more like yourself? Yes, mentally. And that's the thing that's making the the most difference for me because I still have some congestion. And like yesterday, I could not stop blowing my nose to save Mm. my life. Like, I don't even know where it all comes from, but I'm blowing out tons of snot (laughs) and it just keeps (laughs) replenishing itself. And I'm like, how is this possible? Mm. But aside from that, mentally, I just have so much more clarity. I feel more like a human. And, you know, like I put pants on today. Oh, like, that was huge. I mean, I've been wearing pants, but they're like sweatpants or right, right. or something. So these are jeans, put jeans on today. I didn't even leave nice. my house, but I just felt like um, it was good to get in the mindset of I'm a person again. Yeah. So yeah, my congestion turned into a sinus infection. So I had to go to the doctor on Thursday. <laughs> and oh so they prescribed God. me. <laughs> They prescribe me antibiotics so that I can kick whatever's left out. And so that's actually helping a lot. So I guess that was a good, a good thing to do. (laughs) Let's hope this is the last you're sick for a very long time. I really hope so. I really do. Yeah. Before this happened, I was pretty much like, I just want to get COVID just so I can get it out of the way. Like it'll be super mild and it'll barely knock me down. It'll be totally fine. And look what happened to me. (laughs) Yeah. Like almost a week and a half. Not cool, man. Not cool. So I've recalculated on how I feel about just getting COVID for the natural immunity purposes. Mm. It's not fun. It was not a good time. No, definitely not. I lost seven pounds though. Wow. You're making me want to get COVID. <laughs> yeah, but you have to make sure you get the uh, the GI symptoms because that's where right, it's at. Right, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. I could not eat actual food for like five days. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, can I say that... I keep, I'm going to have to dig up my pictures from my trip to Paris because every time I watch this stupid show and they show the, you know, the establishing shots of the buildings in the area and stuff, it looks just like the neighborhood that my hotel was in when we stayed there. Mm. And I'm going to have to dig up pictures for you so you can see, but I swear to God, it's like the same place. And I I kind of want to- Very well could be. I kind of want to look up their filming locations to see if they were in the area. So are we ready to dig into this? Oh, totally. I actually don't have that many notes this week. I'm a little surprised. It's funny because I actually took notes this week. But the way I take notes is I take them on my phone. So like I'm watching and then I'm just typing as I go. Any little comment I have, I just start typing it out. Uh So I can't even say half of it's like really worth it. (laughs) Yeah, there's really no rhyme or reason as to what I write down because sometimes I feel like I'm doing a nice little summary for myself. And then Mm -hmm. other times I'll look back at my notes and be like, what did I write this about? There's a random comment here. Yeah. But I don't know what provoked me to say it because I didn't provide myself with any context. So I don't know. And luckily this time I watched them separately. Like I watched the I watched episode three earlier and then I watched episode four like an hour ago. Interesting, because it was sort of a cliffhanger there. Yes, but at the same time, yeah, I don't know. I just, I do have comments, though. 
Like, I feel like I'm actually very invested in these past two episodes. I'm more invested in the drama because finally something happened, you know, like to this point. It was just Emily trying to keep the secret, being really, really bad at it. She was being so obvious in pretty much every possible way. And her obsession with getting Camille and Gabrielle back together was driving me bananas. My first note was how many more episodes of this obnoxious matchmaking are we going to have to sit through? Because I don't know if I can handle it because it's just so obnoxious to me. Yes, and I feel like it just made her look more guilty. Right. Like, why are you so invested in this? Why, yes. why do you feel like it's your job to do this it's it was yeah yeah i mean obviously she was driven by her guilt but the fact that she she was trying to get them back together without considering if that was what was best for anyone involved Mm -hmm. it it was just she was trying to fix something but maybe it should have been broken so you know like don't especially because everything gabrielle has said to her has been like i'm in love with you and i don't really want to go back with her yeah so like why are you forcing this when he's told you multiple times that that's not what he wants so it was starting to drive me bananas so i was actually quite relieved that the secret was aired uh i mean can you really set that place on fire Use that I mean the way this unraveled was just a predictable as the episode uh, went on. Yeah, but they really again, hit us over the head with that frying or the omelet pan. They did because <laughs> they mentioned I, it so many times, <laughs> and I think that's one of my qualms here because Camille brought it up to Emily twice that mm-hmm. we heard. Right, yeah. we're not in their universe. It could have been brought up way more, mm-hmm. but from what we heard, it was brought up twice. Hide the fucking pan right yeah why do you keep it on the fucking stove yeah because she had that whether you know yes whether you know there's initials on it or not he gave it to you hide the fucking pan yeah and like she's not making omelets she's definitely not using it so you're not cooking that was the first time you cooked exactly for your birthday put it in a fucking cabinet and forget about it stop just stop it just bothered the shit out of me it's like pick up the hints here it was brought up twice in the weirdest ways too because like the way Camille like brings up the pan it's like she's so against the pan yeah and I actually don't think that's such a weird thing for a chef to have right for, for them and he does tell Emily that it's actually it was a gift and that he didn't get his own engraved pan mm-hmm. but even if he did I really feel like that's not such a weird thing because you know especially if maybe you bring it to work or you bring it you know to cook at events right it's cater or something right. now you know like this is my pan it's got my initials on it like i'm never gonna lose it exactly it's not the weirdest scenario and me hate like legit hates the pan as if <laughs> the pan is wrong like, yes <laughs> she's yeah. like oh and he has his initials on it and he's married to this pan and it's like what gives a yeah, fuck about I know. the pan <laughs> they really built it up so that they could do something with it because other it had no other they had no other reason to do that to spend so much time on this pan which is what just made it obvious oh she's gonna find the pan that's that's what was going on she must have had some suspicions before that because why would she have even looked you know did she really look at it on the stove 
I mean, she saw it the first time. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Like, she saw it the first time, and then at that point, she was curious, because clearly it's in her head about this fucking pan. So she sees it, and it just brings to light, I guess, whatever internal, you know, issues she was (laughs) having with the pan. (laughs) She sees it, and she's like, let me just check. And then she checks, and sure enough. Yeah. God. I, uh, I get it. And I think I talked about this in the first season, too. You know, when I was in high school, I was in a relationship with a guy who cheated on me with my best friend at the time. And there was a lot of denial on my part because looking back, I can absolutely see all the warning signs and see where it was weird Mm -hmm. when they were like hanging out and I wasn't there and they had all these inside jokes. You know, like, but in my head, I was like, they would never hurt me. These two people love me. They would never exactly. hurt me. Exactly. That's what you want to believe. And it's bothersome because it's like, that's how we're programmed to believe. Yeah. I, well, and I'm sort of, I, well, at the time I certainly was. And I kind of hope that I am today. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt until they give me a reason not to. So especially then I was thinking, okay, fine. You know, like they haven't shown any sort of reason to hurt me. So I don't know. I have a question regarding that though okay because i i'm the same way the whole benefit of the doubt i'm very like i've been told several times i'm one of those people that i'm too accepting i just let things roll off my back so it's like when does it become why am i losing my fucking train of thought right now i i think i know what you're trying to say like when do when do you become stupid yes is that it <laughs> right because you're trying you're trying to see the best you're trying to be like okay i don't want to be in my own head I don't want to be making this a big deal. But when are you allowed to actually question it? That that I think that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Like where and when? <laughs> well, it's interesting because I did in that relationship, I did eventually bring it to my boyfriend's attention. It was too late. But, you know, where it started with I was doing something, I was going to visit family and my boyfriend texted me and asked if it would be okay if he hung out with our friend without me mm-hmm. and I and I didn't like it but I was like again I was like okay fine like kind of weird but he asked and mm-hmm. made me aware of it he's not like sneaking around behind my back so you get points for being trustworthy mm-hmm. so I was like yeah sure you guys can hang out today while I'm gone that's fine and then the problem came the next week or so he had you know back in the day and some messaging he had an away message up that indicated that he was hanging out with her again without me when I would have been available to hang out and hadn't told me. So that's when I was like, I don't like this. (laughs) So I messaged him or I um, texted him or whatever and said, look, I know I said I was cool with you hanging out with stuff that last time, but you didn't tell me this time. I'm kind of uncomfortable about it. And I don't want that happening again. And he was like, okay, totally understand. Like, sorry about that. Won't happen again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. And then everything was fine. But then he called me, I think that night and was like, okay, so um, something happened. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? And he had, they had agreed not to tell me about it. So I guess he earlier when I had talked to him, he was like trying to play it cool and then couldn't and then confessed. Oh boy. So like I had gotten to a point where I was like, now I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. So I'm going to say something, but it was too late. So, (laughs) so I guess at some point, I think it's okay to stand up for yourself and be like, I don't like what's happening here. But I think for me, it was just that he didn't tell me he didn't give me a heads up the second time. And I 
that didn't sit right with me. That's when it became shady. I totally Transparency and communication is important. Yes. A thousand percent. And another thing that gets us to this point, Camille brings Emily to like a sauna spa Mm -hmm. for her birthday. He's like, oh, it's your birthday. I want to bring you, you know, with my friends or whatever. Boobs everywhere. Boobs, boobs, boobs. I actually was surprised to see see Camille's boobs like I know like her hair kind of covered them but I did a double take a couple of times because I'm like are they out are they covered by a mesh thing is like but then at one point she hugged her other friends and I was like oh no they're out they're they're totally out yeah there are boobies everywhere and at the same time I was thinking I'm like I've always wanted to do one of these things like I've always wanted to like do one of those sauna spas where I just hopefully <laughs> let it all away. hang out yes I would lo- <laughs> let like sweat it's where you can sweat and not be judged by it like for doing <laughs> it yeah everybody's sweating right everybody's sweating but yeah I kind of liked her friends I liked their um their contribution to the scenario and I love how the first friend the one friend was like men from America are big hairy and easy <laughs> and she's not wrong <laughs> in your experience (laughs) seriously like uh, ding 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 it was just one of those things where I'm like wow that's so spot on well a bit of a generalization I would think a generalization but like weirdly up my alley yeah weirdly your type like very uh, yes on brand for your type really hit the nail on the head with that one yeah I I liked her friends because you could see the contrast then between what a supportive friendship looks like and then you know what Emily looks like because mm-hmm. again, like her friends are leaning into the Gabrielle bashing whenever Camille wants to talk some shit about him. Exactly. As, as you're allowed to do in this kind of a circumstance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're they're being sensitive to the fact that Camille might still have feelings for Gabrielle, but, you know, they want what's best for her. Whereas yes. Emily, she, some one of, one of the friends asks if um, she thinks there's another woman. And Emily's like, no, no, there's definitely not. There wouldn't be. There never would be. I don't, I've never heard of another right. woman. Right. And then they, and then they're like, and then that's when Camille was like, oh, the restaurant's the other woman. Right. The pan is the other woman, whatever. It's just like so obnoxious for Emily it to, really to guide the conversation away from that when that is like could be a legitimate concern and might be something that Camille wants to talk about. But Emily would not want to talk about that because she is the other woman. Right. And I think a lot of that whole scene, it bought like I wrote in my notes because it bothered me a little bit. I'm like, when is Emily going to stop being so prude? I Given know. where she is. I feel like they only did this scene to to drive that point home for about the millionth time. It's like, we like, get okay, it. We get it. <laughs> She's and- uptight. French people like to be naked. We get it. And I'm sorry, if you're trying to sway your guilt and not make yourself more obvious, follow their lead. But the fact that you're, you're like, you're just kind of, I felt like it was symbolism in a way of like, she wants to wear the robe. She's still concealing. Well, yeah, it, it very well could have been something like that. She has something to hide. Yeah. Self-conscious. Yeah, it could be, it could be beyond the the prude factor there yeah but so that those were my two like things about that scene was i'm sick of her being prude and playing that game and then the whole just being concealed and you're making yourself look more guilty at this point yeah well now it doesn't matter since it's all out well no now it doesn't (laughs) matter also i would love to have a birthday like that like have a nice dinner party on the streets of paris by a fountain yeah, it was, that was very nice. nice. 
I don't know where you could do that conveniently here because I I guess you really couldn't unless you lived in a city like that where you would be mm-hmm. close to because to bring all the food and stuff and have it still be hot. The logistics would be a nightmare for any other sort of picnicking scenario. But yeah, that that was a very nice. It, well, it would have been a nice party. if It uh, would have. If it didn't oh, I got a backtrack. My whole okay. like thing was Matthew. Uh, remember Matthew? <laughs> oh, so adorable. All right, really cute. Um, he was at like a cafe or whatever, like mm-hmm. nearby after they left the sauna spa place. Which I made another point because it bothered me a lot. Editing fucked up here. Did they? Emily's hair would not look like that after the sauna. <laughs> so you don't think they showered and the? Uh... Oh, and she had that. She had her like beach waver with her. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're probably right. I don't know. Like, it just, when they left, I'm like, wait a minute. Her hair was just up and she was sweating balls because she didn't even want to take her robe off. There's no way her hair looked like that. Showering or not. I bet she has natural waves. Because, yeah, you know, okay. That would just She be... would. Yeah, exactly. She would. But yeah, so then they're walking out and they see Matthew and then Emily runs away, basically. And Camille decides to confront him in defense of Emily, which is what a friend would do. Oh, is it though? I would be kind of mad if if my friend did this. I think it depends on the context, though. Just because it's a work relationship, too, because... Yes, that's where I'm on that I'm totally cool if any of my friends want to go up to my exes and like read them the riot act for treating me like shit. But in this case, not only do I agree with what Matthew did, he's also still a client. And Mm -hmm. like this could have been really bad for Emily professionally. I don't know. I would not have done that. And I would not have been appreciative if anybody had done that for me. (laughs) And I also love how you said for Emily professionally because listen she's fucking herself a lot a lot a lot so this wouldn't have even put a dent in the stuff she's done to herself yeah it's true it would have been like the cherry on top but she's she's doing all the damage herself and I actually thought it was really ironic that she was upset with Julian for stealing her account when he was literally saving her account from the biggest fucking mistake she made thank you (laughs) I want to say the first note that I have the first line I wrote was, why can't she just let Julian have the account? Yeah. Who are you? You're you're the outsider. You're the new person. He's clearly thriving in this scenario. Let him have it. You right. were, you've been, you feeling- had your chance. Yeah. You totally biffed it. Just let it go. And, and honestly, why would she even want to continue working on that when she would have to be in contact with Matthew? I would be feeling super awkward. And similarly, why would she still want to work on the Champagne account when she knows she would be working with Camille, who now hates her? So, like, it's, I don't, yeah, her, her thought process with a lot of things is very, very off-putting. But I also think in this particular episode, because it's her birthday, she's just given this, like, she has this big head in a way because there's a scene where you see her getting all these tributes, Instagram texts, whatever. Yeah. And I made a note and I'm like, suddenly everyone loves her on her birthday. (laughs) I mean, isn't that the truth, though? You get all sorts of people coming out of the woodwork to wish you a happy birthday. (laughs) Yeah, but have you ever had that issue where it's like somebody totally random will message you on whatever outlet it is and you're like um you make a face like I make a face I'm like why are you contacting me this is weird yeah Yeah, she seemed like she was taking the praise as if keep it coming 
it's my day. I'm perfect. Like, I don't know. I know. Hated it. Well, it was similar when she was telling Mindy that it was her birthday. And she was like, it's not a big one. So, like, I wasn't going to make a big deal. And then Mm -hmm. Mindy's like, oh, my God, we should throw a dinner party. And then she's like, oh, my God, we should throw a dinner party. And then she goes around inviting every single person she knows. You know, like, she flipped that switch real quick to be like, I guess I will celebrate myself, actually. Mm -hmm. People who don't actually enjoy their birthdays don't really go out of their way to plan their own birthdays and like invite right. people and whatever you know I'm one of those people I I don't really make a big deal out of my birthday I'm the same way if somebody wants to go out to dinner with me then like they'll ask me and I'll say yes but like I'm not gonna make the plans buy the right. food cook the I'm dinner. not gonna make it seem <laughs> like I'm uh like I'm gonna make you feel obligated to do it for me like yeah. I, that's not how I am and that's the one thing yeah with birthdays like I'm not a birthday person either but my friends and my family know how I am and they know what I like. So they'll be like, hey, want to do this and that? They plan it. I show up. I did agree with Mindy. It's like your friends decide, you know, whether or not you get to celebrate your birthday. And I do kind of agree with that because, mm-hmm. it, again, if my friends want to plan something, I'm not going to be a bitch about it and be like, no, I'm not coming or like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. But I'm just not going to be like sitting around on my birthday like, oh, my God, my plan, my friends didn't plan anything. This is the worst. I'll be fine. (laughs) Right. I hate that whole mixed signal thing, too, when people are like they put on that show of I don't want anything, need anything. And then it's like people don't give you or do anything because that's. Yeah. And then you get mad. And then then you get mad. All right. I feel like Emily would be that person. But yeah, anyway. well, and that's what I mean because she flipped that switch super fucking quick about getting on board with this idea. So have a feeling that because she could have just lied. You know, she didn't have to tell them. She didn't even have to tell Mindy that it was her birthday. No. She could have just continued. I on. mean, Mindy was really the only one that had to know because she saw the package delivered. Right. And that could have just been a care package. She didn't have to be yep. for her birthday. Nope. Although there was funfetti in it. So. Yeah. It's really only one good reason to have fun. That is legit birthday. my go-to birthday cake. <laughs> funfetti with funfetti icing. That's all I want. Everybody likes funfetti. And, you know, it's great because it is so simple to do. You know, it's not, it, people think like, oh, it's like kind of unsophisticated because it's a box mix, but but everybody loves it. I can eat the whole thing by myself. Yeah, funfetti's good. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. It <laughs> hits the spot whenever. I should be the spokesperson. Yeah, I was just going to say, is this <laughs> an ad for funfetti? <laughs> Reach out to us. I'm glad to give you all the praise. We monetized and you haven't told me. <laughs> I wish. I just have to give Luke praise again. Yes! He's the most adorable. He's being. doing everything right. Everything right. I love him so much. He's the one you want in your corner. Yeah, and Emily doesn't deserve him in her corner, and yet he is, because he's a precious jewel. He's precious. Save him. Protect him at all costs. He really, he tells it like it is without being a dick. Yes. Yeah. I do like that about him. He, he's very practical. Yes. But he's not mean about it. Mm Mm-hmm. I still appreciate Sylvie in pretty much all situations because she is also uh, very practical. She's just mean about it, but she's usually right when she says things. So Yeah, and I think she's gotten better at her delivery. Like, she's not super rude. Like, the fact that she showed up to Emily's birthday, I was a little surprised. I was just going to say, remember when Emily invited her to that party in the first season and she was like, uh, lol, definitely not. Yeah, not she actually happening. came to this and she got her a gift, which, yeah. you know, was a very Sylvie gift. <laughs> I found that hilarious, though, that 
she at that point opens her cigarette case and goes need one want one now like (laughs) yeah right yeah are you ready to start (laughs) I thought that was fantastic yeah that was good Sylvie also really shined in this episode with her business acumen because she saved the suitcase account with she did Pierre. and it was so good the way like you can you can tell in that scene you can tell how she got to where she got to you can see why she's oh, good yep. good at this which was kind of nice because sometimes all you really see sylvie do is bully emily which is fun but doesn't really build any right. depth to her to see her work yeah. was a nice change of pace Yes. And I also appreciated at the very beginning when she gave us more information on her marriage in about 15 seconds. And it was just so efficient. It was like, boom, boom, boom. We're married. We don't live together. We don't have kids. There you go. Now you know everything. And it's like, love it. Thank you. (laughs) If only everyone could deliver their specifics in such a quick manner. And if all relationships were that easy to define. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, Emily had to have the last word. It's like, in America, we wear rings. Oh, yeah, right. Shut and up. it's like, okay, well, you're not in America, so shut the fuck up. Speaking of American and Paris and stuff. So now we understand why the Ukrainian culture minister was offended by the portrayal of Ukrainians in <laughs> Emily in Paris. Oh, boy, that was not a fun Little Petra. <laughs> That whole thing was so cringy, man. I know. I mean, I could see it coming. I knew when when Emily was saying free and it obviously wasn't coming across properly to Petra. I could tell there was there's about to be some shoplifting. But Oh uh, yeah, it was bad. I it was like a silly thing though. Like, was it necessary? No. I feel like it was literally just in there for the punchline because it didn't right. really didn't really get us anywhere. It did No, it didn't need to be it yeah it didn't need to be a thing it didn't contribute to the plot at all we don't really come back to it i mean yeah she goes back to class and clearly she's not her partner anymore but like right it's nothing significant yeah she i mean she was gonna end up with alfie anyway like we know that ah if you've seen any buzz about season two of emily in paris you know alfie's gonna be a player so oh he is very very good looking i love a british accent i really do all I will say is that my last line of my notes for this episode is he is fucking hot. Yeah, he's he's a good looking dude. And like I said, you know, I really I, I don't even get that far past the accent sometimes. I'm just like, OK, I'm already in love. You don't need to talk anymore. Exactly. Or, or do anything. Nope. <laughs> just look pretty. And he doesn't seem completely charmed by Emily thus far. So I kind of like that in a man yeah i like the hesitation i like the i'm not gonna give in to this yeah. you know what i mean like well I, yeah that's kind of what yeah. i liked about matt too at first too where he was sort of skeptical of her and wasn't just like immediately under her spell the way that other guys in the show have been so right. um it's nice to see a little bit of tension there but uh you know it was really annoying to me the freak rainstorm that Emily oh, in the last and episode, get caught up in. Can I tell you, I would have boned him right there in the street. <laughs> if our listeners don't know at this point, it's been a long time for me. <laughs> and you know what? That was hot. And, Are you a sucker was, for a trope? Not really, but it just so happened that this scenario and just him in general. He has this way about him that I would have been like, open this gate. We're going upstairs. We're going wherever this leads us. (laughs) So we're not in public. And that's what's going down. 
and it was a weird freak storm like yeah well even like visually and like cinematically or whatever like it just was weird yeah it's just it's on par with like you know oh there's only one room left in the hotel and and Mm -hmm. it only has one bed and you know oh pretend to be my date for this wedding it it was it was just very cliche to the point where I was like oh no (laughs) definitely why are we doing this yeah I questioned that them I thought they might bang again I thought that that might have happened there Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of sexual tension in that moment and it was just like all right can we can we just do this? <laughs> I have to I have to give her props though. There have been many times where I would have fallen so under his spell and she's very good at like snapping out of it and being like, nope, can't do this anymore. Yeah, I actually think that that's overplayed because I don't think that's a realistic way for a person to react. Okay. I don't know. I just, I think it's so obvious that she has feelings for him and- I don't think it would be that simple for her to repress them or resist him. True. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong because that's just the kind of person that I am. <laughs> but I would not be able to to do that. But I, I've never I've never understood it in any movie that I've ever seen where people just are able to pull back from the person that they're so obviously in love with. I'm like, <laughs> I don't see how this is possible if you're like really in love with that person. Yeah, it's. It makes it literally uncomfortable for everybody watching and involved. I mean, I can see, I guess if she's trying, I, I don't know what she's trying to do here because she seems to want to be friends with Kami again. She's trying to mend that fence and oh, make things Oh, I can't right. wait to get into this. Okay, well, hold on. I no, we need... have time, but <laughs> I'm just saying like... Let me finish my point. So she she obviously wants to be friends with Camille again, but she still still seems like she wants to be friends with Gabrielle. And I think that is an incredibly naive way to go about this, because I don't think that is possible in any sort of functional way. No. And I know this from personal experience, Mm -hmm. because in that same relationship in high school, we did the three of us all try to be friends again at some point. But it was so hard for me to to get over the lack of trust that I had in both of them. So it was functional for me to be friends with each of them. But knowing that the two of them were also friends was not cool. So it's an underlying like oddness. Yeah, like you can never be sure that they won't do it again. Mm-hmm. because they already did it once so it's like i don't understand emily should be willing to give up that friendship with gabrielle if she really wants to make things right with Camille. and i don't think she is willing to give up that friendship with gabrielle so like this is just never gonna work like she's never gonna be able to fix it to get it back the way it was before because it can't be no you're right you're right but i i weirdly feel like if we go timeline wise gabrielle was the one who kind of introduced her to the city like he was her first kind of contact in a way and Camille was second and it was like before she was told again benefit of the doubt devil's advocate here she didn't know Gabrielle had like it was on him like she didn't know Camille existed for a decent amount of time and that's frustrating because I've been there several times where you're put in this position of feeling like there's potential there or there's some type of connection beyond friendship. And then all of a sudden somebody comes out of the woodwork and you're like, wait a minute. And then you have to fix your fit. Like you have to 
reassess yourself when you did nothing wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's so in sucks. a way I'm exactly so that like, I feel like Emily was in that position. Was it good that any of this went down? Absolutely not. But she was less to know about Camille and then Camille being the nice person she is, Emily kind of fell into it and it's, how do you not you know what I mean like this person's being nice to me I'm in a new city I'm you know she's a good person like you could tell Camille is a she has a good heart she's a good person she's very genuine but Gabrielle came first okay but that doesn't necessarily mean that his relationship should mean more to Emily it might but it doesn't mean by default that she should put Gabrielle first. No. And I feel like Gabrielle also made his own decision without really insulting Emily at all. Oh yeah, no. He's, he just does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yes. <laughs> like, you are gorgeous. And I feel like this is a stereotypical scenario where it's <laughs> the gorgeous people just get what they want or yes. do whatever they want. And that's bad. And usually get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I, I, I'm not one to side with Emily, but I kind of feel like her trying to mend fences and just be civil with everyone. That's what I think is her goal overall. I understand. Given she's the outsider, I understand her wanting to just have people not mad at her. And that's her goal. Yeah, I get that. And, and I totally believe that's the truth. I just think that's a really... The weird way to go about it. Well, not even weird, but just like stupid because like you, you can't, you can't fix this. No. And you know, you can apologize. That's all you can do. And then if Camille still decides she doesn't want to be your friend anymore, you got to let her not be your friend anymore. Yeah. She's very into forcing scenarios. She sure. Well, and that's the thing. Like she's yeah. trying to force this back to the way it was. And there's no way that is ever going to happen. Yes. I feel like her feelings are valid, but just how she's trying to fix it is not the best way. But I feel like we've all been in a situation at some point where we feel like we ended up in a mess, not entirely or not at all of our making. And it just mm -hmm. feels unfair that we then have to deal with the aftermath and how to get out of it. But you do because that's part of being an adult. You know, you, if you end up in a shitty situation, you got to figure out how you're getting out of it. Right. It takes two to tango. And Emily's problem is just that she wants to wallow in the fact that she's a victim and not take any sort of initiative in terms of moving forward with her life. Like she just mm -hmm. she just wants to go back. Her plan is like to get a time machine and go back to the beginning and start over. But you can't do that. That's right. just not possible. And a normal adult might realize that that's not possible and figure out another way. But she just doesn't. Right. She's so stunted. One of my favorite lines, though, is from Camille in French. And that's one. This is one point I wanted to make. I do love that they're doing more French dialogue. I noticed that. I mean, specifically in this episode, because I feel like it was sort of a. It was, yeah, it was made, it was a point. made to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> but even since episode one, I like that the people who are French people, like they're Sylvie and Pierre, to, yeah. they're talking. Yeah, we're not. They're not speaking English because of us. Like, yeah, no speak your language and we read the subtitles like that's how it should be mm -hmm. and I I really do like that a lot and one of the things that Camille says to Emily is it doesn't 
matter what language you're speaking, I don't believe a word that comes out of your mouth. And that was such a burn. And the fact that Emily couldn't translate it herself and Sylvie had to tell her was a bigger dig. And it was just kind of like, it hit. It was it was very ripping, I think. I don't know whether I admire her or am afraid of her. You know, like mm. I, I feel like she's vicious in a way that I think she deserves to be because of the way in she was wronged and how the people yes. that she cared about lied to her about it. But it's also like, I don't know, I was always taught to take the high road, you know, like, mm-hmm. to to not give in to those sort of baser urges to lash right. out at the people who have hurt me. So more often than not, I stay silent if something like that happens or, you know, I just kind of be like, all right, well, this happened. Fuck you all. And I'm moving on. So it's kind of nice and almost therapeutic to watch somebody else just like ream out the people who have hurt them. Yeah. (laughs) In multiple languages. It's just very satisfying. (laughs) It's it's really great. And I also felt like, well, in that particular scene, almost the entire show, I'm like, what the fuck is Emily wearing? yeah i we discussed this last episode i don't understand the combinations of patterns yeah the patterns it's colors i don't mind whatever that it is what it is monochromatic primary whatever you want to go with but patterns it hurts the eyes a lot i did like the dress she wore for the birthday dinner with the big bow that was fine because yeah, it was that, one color yeah there were no patterns <laughs> there's no patterns but the whole crop top yeah you're wearing a crop top that's one weird pattern you're wearing pants that are another weird pattern and then you're wearing like a blazer jacket type thing that's another pattern and you just got reamed out in french <laughs> it's just so embarrassing on so many levels it really is i was a little embarrassed for her not gonna lie i mean yes i was i was embarrassed for her but i i also feel like there's just there was no excuse for the lying no that's the and that's the thing here you know she could have potentially salvaged a friendship with camille if she had just told her what happened yeah it's the it's the lie and the cover-up because that that was it for me too like the act itself is terrible and maybe can be forgiven if it's if it's confessed to immediately but it's the cover-up that is really painful because these people have to then look at you in the eye every day and pretend to care about you or act like they care about you when they did this horrible thing so the lying is worse than the actual thing itself yeah i um a part that i found well not this part wasn't cringy it was the after effect of it but luke again saving the day i love him so much takes emily to a movie which is the title of the episode jules and i legitimately looked this up before and then i forgot it i do that all the time jules and m he takes her to a classic french movie and he's telling her basically the best way to learn french is to watch it and just listen and he takes her to this classic movie and clearly there's a voiceover and a letter (laughs) and it was just it was weirdly done but Emily takes that as her initiative and Luke then tells her too texts are impersonal Mm -hmm. you can't get really a vibe off of a text message letters handwritten letters are what really people can feel you know that obviously sparks something in Emily and she's like all right I'm gonna write a letter in French to Mm -hmm. Camille and I hated this so much (laughs) because my first thing was just google it right 
Mm-hmm. And then it just so happens she asks Julian for help and he tells her, just Google it. And I'm like, I said that. But what she comes up with, I don't even think Google Translate would be that bad. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure either because sometimes Google Translate doesn't, you know, if they don't have full context, they might give you the wrong tense of a verb or like, I feel like. Right. I mean, it's minimal, though. Like, I mean, there's like a little like thing here and there. But this letter that she translated and I really also hated and thought it was very kitschy that they made it look like the movie that they watched. Yeah, I really did not like that. At I all. found it to be a mockery. So I how do you take it seriously at that point yeah i i don't know whether i i guess it was supposed to be funny but i just didn't really find it funny no it's kind of cringy although <laughs> it was cringy but i did laugh because once camille's letter back <laughs> came like that's when i laughed because i'm like actually i laughed at emily's too because you just <laughs> see her like black and white floating head trying to be sincere in what she's saying. Yeah, and she's just she's reading nonsense. Even if you use Google, I would still at that point, Luke is clearly your friend. Go to him and be like, does this look right? I don't think she even used Google. I think she literally just tried to do it from like what oh, she knows of French. Awful. And that's why it came out so terribly. I personally thought that she was going to use some kind of translation through a person or internet or whatever and that she was going to say something that was going to be mistranslated and make things even worse so this is actually uh like a less embarrassing situation than what i imagined it was going to be but it still was not well received by Camille. yeah she called her an illiterate sociopath and i wanted to die (laughs) that was and that's where i left i'm like that was amazing yeah what a comeback wild because i i actually thought when she was reading it that she seemed she looked a bit sympathetic and that she might be reconsidering at least hearing emily out but nope nope once you call somebody an illiterate sociopath i think that's uh the end of the road (laughs) oh yeah i mean that's it's one of those that you can't come back from definitely for sure I also thought it was really obnoxious how Emily asked Gabrielle to talk to Camille and tell her that it meant nothing, even though Gabrielle for like the millionth time is like it didn't. And like that would be a lie. And then mm-hmm. I was like, well, then you should lie. And it's like lying yeah. is what got you into this mess. Maybe we don't lie more. <laughs> like, What, what are you doing? He's shooting down his feelings, too. Yeah. Yeah. She's being very dismissive of of him like i know what you're trying to do but at the same time like this guy feels something for you like don't be such a complete dick yeah it's it's rude not to even like sit down and have that conversation because it doesn't even sound they never did they never got to have the conversation about their feelings and now that gabrielle keeps trying to she keeps shooting him down so i think you know if she could at least explain to him like hey here's why i think this is a bad idea it's not just about Camille. like i'm leaving paris in a year when i go back home you know i i just don't really think this is a good idea for like mm-hmm. these re- you know have that conversation it's just annoying right. that she keeps blowing him off and and not at least giving him the benefit of having a discussion about their feelings yeah but it is also a little bit annoying to me how he keeps badgering her because i think at a certain point you might just want to let it go give up on it or you know just be like you know what i've made it clear how i feel about you and i think you feel the same way but you're in denial but you know that's your deal if you want to do something about it come find me like you know where i live Mm -hmm. because the the constant like trying to 
insert himself in her life and convince her otherwise yeah he's being a little weird about it i don't it's not a good look i know it's very it's very stalkerish in a way right and it would be super creepy if we didn't know that emily obviously does have feelings for him mm-hmm. it's because we know that i feel like it softens it a little bit but as an approach and even just like for my own personal preferences i don't that's not sexy to me when a man Mm -hmm. doesn't stop the pursuit and like keeps trying to convince the woman that like this is a good idea no like you gotta both be on the same page at the same time and if that's not happening then like you gotta you gotta move on Mm -hmm. definitely can we talk about other stuff of the episode I was just going to say, we didn't even talk about Mindy in the last episode. And Which I, I we have loved. to talk about it now because we're just blowing her off completely. <laughs> I wrote a lot about, not a lot, but like I found it to be, I felt like she was killing it. The outfit was phenomenal. Oh, I liked that coat. Oh yeah, I liked the overall look at the end when she yeah. realized like, oh, we're not gonna be in like a club <laughs> yeah, we're or something performers. <laughs> we're on the street but yeah the whole thing i'm so glad she's kind of getting i think this is the best for her basically i almost wish that this had been her journey in the first season too mm-hmm. because i feel like we wasted a lot of time there with her being sort of a secondary character that didn't have much going on whereas like if she had been doing this from the get-go i think i would have i think i would have enjoyed that more because I felt like they were going in a different direction with her in the first season she was very like put together she had her family issues and Mm -hmm. she had this hobby but like wasn't really sure how to pursue it but now she seems to have been she seems to have completely changed as a character you know like she Mm -hmm. does not have her shit together she doesn't even have her work visa or at least her work visa is expiring which by the way I think Minnie's gonna get deported at some point because if you don't have your work visa you're gonna get deported (laughs) at some point yeah, I still don't understand the backstory with that whole thing. I'm sure we'll get more on it at some point, but yeah, we don't we don't have more information on it. We only know that she doesn't have her work or she says her mm-hmm. work visa isn't working, which again, <laughs> the rules are very strict in America. I don't know how they are in other countries. Right. But, uh, if you're not working and you're here on a work visa, like that's a problem. You will get deported. And like you said in the last episode, like to be a nanny, shouldn't she have it? Right. Yeah. And and again, unless they were going, you know, I know a lot of people who employ like personal help like that, who, you know, like my grandpa had a home health aide who did not have um, a green card or anything. So mm-hmm. there are ways around that, I guess. But it implies that she had one at some point and let it expire, maybe. I don't know. But right. she first season Mindy and like early first season Mindy, I would have totally believed she had her work visa shit straightened out. But second season, Mindy is flying by the seat of her pants and is just kind of like going whichever direction the wind blows that seems to be the most productive for her. And which is fine. It's just, you know, (laughs) I think she's a different character than when she first appeared. And if maybe it had just all been one note, it would have been okay. But right. It's just going in a direction I didn't expect and I don't hate the direction I just you know feel misled by the first season yeah it's a little it's it's unsettling a little bit I mean I I at first I wrote that I hated the mime but then I liked I liked that then she realized I gotta make this work and it was a nice outcome or even like other street performers like realized that that was a good thing 
mm-hmm. and let them do their thing and didn't like interrupt. And it was nice. It was really nice. And I do think she has a great voice, both singing English and French. I think she, for what she's doing, she's kind of hitting it out of the park, I think. Yes, she has talent. Yeah, she mm-hmm. has a very nice voice. I don't mind listening to her sing. I don't mind the musical numbers yet <laughs> i think there there might be room <laughs> i don't feel like they're contrived it's like a natural thing like where for riverdale for us they're always contrived and it's always like this weird plan prior yeah. to them happening it's also it's also in riverdale i think it was something that got introduced quite a bit later into the show and so it was like harder to accept it, that these people were also singers Whereas Mindy very early on indicated that she enjoyed singing and liked to sing. And Mm -hmm. so like that's an actual career pursuit for her. Whereas in Riverdale, it feels like, you know, they're doing their normal thing. And then every once in a while they stop to sing a song and it's just like, no. And they all (laughs) somehow have this talent. Yeah. Except for Jughead. Right. Poor guy. Oh, can we talk about the leak thing? Because it's a weird, it's a very, I don't know. Mm. I didn't know what was happening with this. <laughs> like, I didn't. I don't understand the it. hate of potatoes because the one guy hates the potatoes. Listen, I potatoes can be made into so many different things, and they're phenomenal. I'm not a huge fan of potatoes. <gasps> I like potatoes. I will eat them if put in front of me, but I don't ever make them myself because I don't like them enough to make them myself hold on i'm gonna name a couple and you're gonna tell me yay or nay okay i mean i'm probably gonna say yay because i do like eating potatoes i just don't french fries oh obviously (laughs) potato skins yeah twice baked potatoes those are good we used to have those on christmas eve right mashed potatoes you know see mashed potatoes is where i get a little funny because it's like it's all potato and it's like so much potato like a lot aggressive amount of potato douse it in butter and salt and pepper and you're good to go yeah i mean sure they taste fine i just it's not my preferred starch side i like because i could eat it as a meal every day for the rest of my life oh well what about plain old baked potato i will eat a baked potato do you eat the skin yes okay i have to like otherwise then it's just potato (laughs) the whole thing is a potato all right so basically i don't understand why this guy hates potato so much because when they brought up leeks the first thing i thought of was potato leek soup because i feel like that's all you hear yeah then i hear about this lovely diet that i may have to partake in which is literally leek water yeah that doesn't sound very good the french know what they're doing though i almost thought that sylvie was fucking with them because no i think it's real because i googled it and it's part of the book French Women Don't Get Fat by Marielle hmm. Giuliano, which is weird because that's a Italian name. Well, I wouldn't think that you would like it because leeks are sort of like an onion, onion <sighs> flavor profile. So the flavor's fine. I don't like the texture of an onion. Oh, okay. So if I'm boiling it and just drinking the water, drink all the onion juice you want. It's uh, I'm not do onion for juice me. And chicken broth, so I get protein, and then I'll be good. Yeah, that sounds great. Ew. Uh, I did like some of the put, uh, proposed slogans. They were good. I hate that they hated what she came up with. I thought it was kind of good. Yeah, I thought hers was good. I, but I did like leak your nudes from, from Luke, uh, yeah. obviously. Luke is literally the He's best. The be- Yes, he is the best. 
But yeah, I, this whole account was kind of confusing to me because it was confusing to Sylvie. She was like, why are they even trying to do a marketing campaign for leaks? Can they afford right. it? And, it? and it does seem like this husband and wife operation that really want to market their leaks to Americans, which, you know, honestly, this is like the perfect account for Emily. They want an American take on it, which is funny yeah. that they hated her idea because you would think that this would be the account where she would thrive. And yet the French had to come in and save her. <laughs> it's just so weird because even after Gabrielle helped her see that leak could be transformed into like this gourmet mm-hmm. scenario i don't know i just thought she probably could i mean again didn't hate her slogan and i don't understand why they hated her slogan but given she's american i'd go with that but i don't know whatever i think maybe she could have maybe given the recipe of what Gabrielle you know what made. i mean yeah. like just had a back story to the slogan and then yeah. been like but then that would have given her up for hanging out with him I mean, but that, her slogan didn't even really seem to relate to the ad because the ad, it was like they were putting leaks in the place of fashion accessories, like clothes yeah. and purses and stuff. So like, I can understand like the confused marketing of that. What are you trying to say here that leaks are, oh, it leaks are chic, right? Because that was the whole yeah. something. But, but does it really make you want to eat leaks? So... But leaks will make you sheep. Was that based the messaging? on the magic soup? <laughs> oh, well. But I then mean, again, she didn't know about the soup. So then that wasn't her backstory to her slogan. And I think, I don't know, they they may have been correct about Americans wanting diet fads and quick fixes and whatnot. But it might be a little, I don't know, reductive to <laughs> just say that that's the only way that you can market leaks to Americans is to tell them it'll help them lose weight it's just an odd thing to have to market yeah especially yeah especially given the other stuff that they have been showing as their clients you know it's like feminine products and luxury brands luggage yeah i guess leaks need marketing too no leak left behind i guess No, there's a leak in my boat. Do you remember the that movie? Wait, is that from Veggie Tales or is it from? Shit, I don't remember, but Body I remember the, the trailer meeples. because it had the little leak screaming, and he's like, "Ah!" The leaks in the boat. <laughs> yeah, no, it's from Cloudy. Oh, is it? Is it okay? No, it's from Cloudy. It. It's, it's definitely meeples. a food themed movie. So. <laughs> but oh my god, I loved that trailer <laughs> so much. I think it's Cla- oh, yeah, either right. the first or the second yeah, one. Cloudy, of those two movies. <laughs> Chance of Meatballs too. Well, I hope you enjoyed it because I couldn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, but it was funny. It was it was just because so, you're like, oh, there's a leak yeah. in the boat. And then they just turn <laughs> and there's a, a legit leak. leak screaming. <laughs> wow. Sidetracked. Oh, uh, yeah. What were we saying? No, but I think I think we kind of covered. I think so. Yeah. That everything was a pretty thorough episode. going over. Definitely. So predictions what do we think we got coming up for us do you think Camille and Emily are going to reconcile at any point oh good question I think so yeah I do too actually wait a minute okay I think it's gonna take some time but I think they will Hmm. I may have to backtrack here oh okay I think Camille's gonna get out of the picture and then I think Gabrielle's going to think, okay, well, this is my chance. Like, if Camille's not here, then Emily's going to be fine with it. And then I think Emily's going to be like, no, 
like that had nothing to do with it and I'm just gonna be on my own or be with whoever I think this is the opening for and this is exactly what I was saying last time with how shows like to do this and it's all about the tension and the build-up to the Mm -hmm. the main relationship but there's gonna be obstacles because we can't go right to it because then it gets boring so Mm -hmm. what we're now going to see is that even with the opportunity to be with Gabrielle Emily is going to be so like flustered and upset over the whole blow up of the situation that she's not even going to want to go near him. And now here's this other guy who seems to be a viable option and she'll probably develop real feelings for him, but she's always still going to like be thinking about Gabrielle Mm -hmm. and it's just going to be stupid. (laughs) I mean, probably in the fact that it got renewed for two more seasons, two more seasons. Damn. I don't like when they do this with any show because I'm like, you're really anticipating. You're also putting a lot of pressure on writers. Yeah, and like they're clearly hanging by a thread already. So exactly, <laughs> like yeah. it really like the fact that like Grey's Anatomy at this point, I can't. Oh God, yeah, it really right. bothers me because I'm like, okay, how many more medical conundrums can you come up with? Right, but. And- and it and not it's not even the only like medical drama that lasted so like ER probably did tons of storylines mm-hmm. that are so similar to Grey's Anatomy at this point like you got to be borrowing from other places oh at, definitely at some point but yeah to just assume that we got two more seasons in us I don't know about that so I mean what I think it depends on is if at some point Emily goes back to america or if she chooses to stay in paris because i can't imagine that all four seasons could take place in this one year that she is no no right paris like i feel like the end of the season has to have some crucial deciding factor i think or i hope something that like just changes it up for us a little bit Hmm, i don't know because i i feel like it's a little bit too soon for her to make that choice but but maybe in season three I think probably mm. by season three, it would be time for her to go home and she would have to make a decision at that point. Yeah. But who knows? I really don't know where it could go. Like, I can't even predict. I can't. I really can't predict. Well, and that, that's what makes the question of, like, will Gabrielle and Emily end up together even more confusing and annoying? Because it's like, how many seasons are they going to yank us around with the two of them? Mm-hmm. before we get to see them together because I do think they we that we will get to see them together but yeah are they gonna the question is are they gonna do it like sooner and then have them like fizzle out at some point and then get back to back get that then get back together all dramatic in the end like friends or are they just gonna like slow burn it for four seasons and then at the very end have them finally get together that sounds torturous neither of those sound good (laughs) no um but I get what you're saying I really don't I don't know I feel like they need to introduce new characters we are in a rotation right now that it's like you get somebody here and there like we got um what's Petra (laughs) I don't think Petra counts (laughs) no but I'm saying like you're introducing new people that she's yeah coming in contact with and then they're gone like Mm -hmm. we need new substantial people that stick around yeah i i mean every time we we go look at somebody else and what they're doing i'm way more interested than Mm -hmm. what emily's doing so absolutely if we could develop you know the outside stories you know like even if we spend more time with camille like i 
I find her her art gallery work really interesting. <laughs> like she seems like a really interesting and cool person. Yeah. And so we get I, more. I would like more from her. So I don't know. Yeah, I hear I, you. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We got a few more weeks of this. I really, I like that we're doing them two at a time. Yes. We have three more. And yeah. then we're going to hit around the time of Valentine's Day. Uh, the day of love or something. <laughs> day of commerce. Single awareness day. Yes. <laughs> and um, I do have a suggestion for a movie. I can't wait to hear it. You may not like it. Uh-oh. Is it a scary movie? <laughs> I don't think it's scary. Well, that doesn't count, Don. <laughs> no, I, I really don't think it's scary. Like, I don't think you're going to have a problem with it. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. do this to you if I thought you couldn't handle it. I don't know. You really wanted me to watch Human Centipede, so. <laughs> That's just stupid. Like, honestly, like, I find it so fucking <laughs> stupid. Like, I want to cover it so bad because it's so dumb. But, um, no, this movie, it's a staple for me. Like, I actually love this movie but it's so Uh bad I love it because a friend of mine and I in high school loved David Boreanaz oh god David Boreanaz (laughs) and we were addicted to him and this movie came out when we were in high school suitably called Valentine 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 okay great cast Denise Richards Jessica Capshaw David Boreanaz. <laughs> Do we mention that David Boreanaz is in this movie? A couple of others. Catherine Heigl's in it. David Boreanaz. David Boreanaz. <laughs> I find it to be comical, but also fitting with the time. So, as my suggestion, I would like to get Valentine for our next well, movie. You put me on the spot on the air. I can't say no now. <laughs> but again, like I said, I promise. I wouldn't put you in that position where it was too scary. Like, I literally don't think it's worse than Malignant. Okay, well, Dawn, as as we discussed earlier in this episode, I like to give the benefit of the doubt and trust people until they give me a reason not to. So you just be careful with this game because one of these days you might pick a movie that you don't think is scary, but it is scary to me. And then that's it. We're done with scary movies forever. <gasps> so just be careful. No, I definitely don't feel like this one's going to cut us from scary movies. It's not. Okay. It can't. It's not. It's, we have three weeks to think about it. By we, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for the exciting uh, decision that I make regarding that. <laughs> and we will get to Killer Sofa. Yes, we will. <laughs> we will get to Killer Sofa, I promise. I just wanted to theme out our next movie. And I felt yeah. like since it would be coming out at that time. Yes, no, we, we, yeah, we like a good theme here at I Hate mm-hmm. It, Let's Watch It. So, speaking of I Hate It, Let's Watch It, we need to plug some social media. We do. Dawn made us an Instagram. We have an Instagram. I hate it. H8 It, Let's Watch It. The number eight. The number eight makes it a little easy. You don't have to type as much out. <laughs> Save um, three full letters. Yes, I know. And a website. Ooh, website. A website where we have all of our posts, all of our social media, where you can find us, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, everything. And our schedule for what's coming up, where you can find it, where you can watch it. And you can contact us 
and give us suggestions. Yeah, we love uh, feedback. We love suggestions. So if you have a movie or a TV show that you think would be right up our alley, we will happily consider it. Yeah. So check out our socials. Yes. And Instagram in the bio, the link has a link tree where you could find everything. This is Dawn's time to shine, man. She set all this shit up while I was dying, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you have COVID, but I made a website and I did this. (laughs) It kept me going, really. It gave me a reason to live. Oh, that's great. I have to check our socials. Uh, Right. But (laughs) yes, um, cannot wait to get into it more and uh, have more content for you guys and as the French say à la profonde